Welcome to another episode of Talking With WIT, Kevin and Son, and we showcase the people you should know. This episode is brought to you by R&K Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Our mission is to empower people through our stories. Our mission is to uplift, share our voices, inspire their stories and experiences and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is very simple. Hope, helping other people every single day. Um, today, I've known this young lady for almost 20 years. I know Monica as one of the uh, QVC supermodels. It's one of the most successful electronic retailers in the business. It is the first of its original. But Monica is much, much more than just a pretty face or talent. She's a devoted wife, mother of two. She's an extraordinary cook, and I can't wait to um, sample some of her designs um, <laughs> when it comes to her culinary experiences. She is also what I call a five-star entrepreneur and designer. However, as the tides have turned for Monica, she has had her hands in a little bit of everything. With her signature touch and her gift for design, her quest was to create a unique style that will take her from the runway to take her to rundown spaces that are in need of a little TLC and transfer them into what we will call a diamond in a rough or a fixer upper, upper to what new homeowners that have worked with Monica is called their dream home. Today, Monica has ventured into a space that is normally dominated by men. That is the construction and building space. But for the past two years, Monica has made it her mission to empower women and to take this construction and building space and enlighten women to say they can do more than just be uh, women. So Build Girl is what we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna learn a little bit about Monica. We're gonna learn about how Build Girl has Stop built that. families. <laughs> we're gonna learn about how Build Girl has um, built relationships. And we're gonna learn about how Monica and Build Girl and other women are building these dream homes. Hello, my name is Kevin McLemore. I am your host. I'm an award-winning author and, uh, and host of this podcast, Talking with Kevin. And today, I want to bring my good friend. I want to bring an entrepreneur extraordinaire, Miss Monica. And now I'm going to ruin your, your, your married name. Miraglio. Say it again. Miraglio. Miraglio. Okay, Miraglio. I, I'm not going to get it or whatever. <laughs> We're going to talk about her gift for design. We're going to talk about her gift and how she's planning to initiate and empower women. And if you stay around long enough, we're going to learn how she created this space where she's gotten sponsors, major sponsors like Sherwin-Williams, TD Bank, uh, how she's been featured in commercials, and how um, she's been uh, a motivational speaker and empowering women all over this world. Monica, welcome to this episode of Talking With Devin and Son. Thank you for coming. How are you doing? I am doing so well. And boy, was that an introduction. Boy, I don't know if I can keep up with that. But thank you so much for having me on your show. I am just so delighted to be here. It is an honor. And I am very happy that you decided to want to have me on your show. Um, as you said, um, I have been, um, we have been uh, in each other's circle for more than 20 plus years uh, working at QVC. I modeled there for several years and loved QVC, been a model for 30 plus years and traveled the world afar. 
and really have enjoyed that part of my life because it has added so much to me, character, meeting different people, just being able to uh, be in settings and social um, gatherings with different people that has just really shaped my life and inspired me to want to inspire others. Um, so I'm really honored to be here and thankful. And uh, thank you, Kevin. Well, no problem. And I, and I want to say thank you. Um, it's amazing how QVC, when we first started, it was just a little small company with a great idea. And um, how they created what I, I use as a backyard conversation and getting people comfortable and how the, the relationships that we had, not only as um, vendor reps, which I was, to uh, employees and staff, or whatever, you guys were just wonderful. You were one of the first people that actually made me feel extremely comfortable. I was a little intimidated, even though I may not act like it, uh, acted like it. Um, I was a little intimidated, especially I remember the night Dave King was on. And um, I had a heart rate monitor as a, um, a product sample on, and I had to strap you into the heart rate monitor. And every time I came over to you, your heart rate went up. And, <laughs> well, you know, either I'm nervous or she's nervous, or whatever the case may be, or whatever. But, you know, you always kept me calm. You are always nice to everyone. So I'm not surprised that you are in the space or where you're at today. But the one thing that um, when we talk about on this show, we want to know the people um, on the show. And when I say get to know them, it's like we know you came from somewhere, somewhere, got a mom and dad. You came from a small town someplace. I think that's it. You got <laughs> brothers and sisters. You are a wife. You are uh, a devoted wife. And I, I want to say that just in case you got some fans out there. Sketchy. <laughs> um, you're a mother, too. You are a proud role model. For any woman, no matter uh, what your skin color is, you're, you're the United Nations of kindness. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I would like for our audience, before we get into Girl Build, to actually know where you came from, who inspired you. Um, it's time to give roses to the people that uh, planted the, the, the seed that made you who you are today. So, so uh, what's your story, Monica? So the story, I would say, um, I came from a big city, actually. I came from um, New York City. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. All right. Um, and uh, I was uh, there. I went to grade school there, um, all the way up to um, high school. And um, then we transitioned to Philadelphia area. My mother originally was from the Philadelphia area. And we transitioned to Philadelphia and um, I went to the High School of Performing Arts once I was here um, and took dance back in New York. My mother owned um, a dance company, always very creative. Um, basically, we had a dance school for with about 500 students that my mother taught. And we used to put on these grand shows and just, it was just so amazing. And I've always been super inspired by my mom and the culture that she had like given to us as a family and just all the different people that she brought together. And so that has always been an inspiration um, in my life. My mother, I would say, um, she has always been a role model for me. And I literally have looked up to her in so many ways. And because of her, I believe I have taken all her same attributes and really taken it and used it in different ways. But in the, you know, to the, to the level of being creative and 
wanting to have more for my life or try to bring people together. That's always been a thing for me because of her. And when we moved to Philadelphia, um, you know, we, she had to close her dance school, but she still came down here. She was still part of the arts and things like that. And we've always basically wanted to strive higher than most people. We didn't want to just be here. We wanted more for our lives. And um, I was always doing things that was outside of the box, rather it be me, you know, trying to decorate the entire house like on a dime just for my mom for a Christmas gift or going out and picking up a piece of wood and turn it into something bigger and better than what it originally was. So there's always been that like creative side. And again, I was inspired by my mother. And so what happened was I went to um, performing arts high school. I danced and then I decided that, you know, I wanted to go to college. I went to Virgi Virginia State for two years and um, I went for an English degree, loved it there and then decided that I wanted to come back up to Philadelphia and finish my college years, finished at Temple University, graduated with a broadcast journalism degree. And then I worked in my field for a couple of years until I was bombarded constantly with people saying, you should be a model, you should be a model. And I was just like, okay, you know, let me try this modeling thing out. And um, my first job, I got this really big job with Budweiser, it paid me $15,000. And I was like, oh my God, I just like worked half of a day and I made $15,000. I'm not going back to work. And so from that point on, the modeling career pretty much shaped my life. I was exposed to so many different people. I was able to travel afar. I was able to go to Italy. I lived in Italy for six months. I modeled there. I was just able to really take in so many different cultures and people and just learn so much um, from being able to um, extend my horizons. It was just so uh, liberating, I would say. And when I went to Europe, I was super, super inspired by all of the architectural structures. I was super inspired by the fashion, by the museums, just like how like the structure was, like the design and the, the churches. It was just so incredible. It was so beautiful. And I just loved all of that, those aesthetics. And I was like, you know what? one of these days I'm going to have a house that looks like a villa. I just felt like I was. And I wanted to take those same um, aesthetics and bring it back and use them here in the States. And that's exactly what I did. I sprang for it. I came back. I got pregnant. I had my daughter, um, Savannah. And um, when I had Savannah, I felt to myself, you know, I thought to myself, I said, you know what? This child did not ask to be here, so I need to make it like very special for her. And I wanted to give her a house. And I was, I, I, you know, I was working, working, working. I started working at QVC. I was working all kinds of crazy hours, as you know. Um, QVC is, is twenty four hours, and so I was working around three hundred sixty five days a, a year. Yeah, yeah, um, and so. I was literally there day in and day out, like every single day. And I worked my behind off to the point where I was able to buy my first home. And I bought that house because I wanted to give my daughter a home. And when I bought the house, 
I, everyone was against me buying a house. Like my boyfriend at the time who became my husband, my mother, they were just like, are you nuts? Like, what are you going to do with this house? It's a big house. It's going to be a money pit. But I had a vision because I had been to Italy and I felt like, you know what, I'm going to turn this house into my little European villa. I don't care what anyone says. And that's exactly what I did. I turned the house into a home. I started to use the house as a showcase for jobs. People started to like hire me. They would come over. They'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe what you've done. It was just like a springboard effect. And, you know, the thing is, is that I didn't have any knowledge. I didn't even know what the heck I was doing, but I knew I could do it. And if I applied it and just asked, then I was able to conquer my fear. And so the fact was, is that this was my house. And if I made a mistake, I can fix it. You know, it wasn't like I was doing it on someone else's home or I was wasting money. It was my house. So I was able to really use that house as my, you know, you know, not really to make my mistakes, but I was able to do the things necessary to learn so that I can apply it and then it, it was so rewarding to see my fruits of labor. It was just incredible. And every single day I would go to Home Depot or Lowe's and I would ask the guys, how do you do this? How do you lay towel? How do you hang a cabinet? How do you like, you know, change out a knob? Every single day. And every single day I would come home and work on it. And sometimes I was so bold that I would be like, can you come home with me and show me how to do X, Y, Z? I mean, yeah. that was back in the day. We can't do that anymore, but yeah. I did that. And it was yeah. just really re rewarding. And I was able to really take it and bring it up to a different level. Now, let me ask you this, because I, I know the hours that you worked at QVC. Yes. And I, I know the stereotype of what most people think you know, models are, you know, they, they look at a pretty face and they don't see anything be, behind a pretty face. But I also know I've seen you on several um, uh, uh, TV shows, new, news reports. You have designed, um, I don't know what they call it when, you know, you have pillows and stuff with your name on it and whatever. Okay. Along, the, along the lines of um, some celebrities, you have been around yeah. Martha Stewart and all of those big name people and whatever. And most people, especially most women will look at you and go, I can't do that. Um, because I didn't come with a silver spoon in, um, in my mouth or whatever the case may be. And what I want, what I would like for you to do be, before we fast forward into girl build and how we got, got into it is that, you know, you're a single mother, uh, with a boyfriend. And, and I think you got married during the time you were at QVC. I correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but you worked a lot of crazy hours. You worked a lot of overnight hours and taking care, care of that child. In that mindset of being going beyond just a pretty face, what was your motivation that kept you going? My daughter. And the fact that I couldn't fail her. It was like persistent consistency, like independence, wanting to be independent. And, and also the fact that someone told me I couldn't do it. So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't yeah. tell me I can't do something because I'm going to prove you wrong. That is so my all favorite those, thing. Yeah, like all those things were like in my mind and it became a part of my mindset. And with that, I had to make a difference. I had to make a point. And I did. And there was nothing going to stop me. Not one thing. I just refused to fail. That's the mindset that I want to instill in women. 
And aside from that, you're right. I listen, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. It's been built in me. My mom didn't start like a business per se. I mean, she had her dance company, but for some reason, I just always wanted more in life. I always wanted to be my own boss. And being in, um, in the modeling industry, um, you really are your own boss because you're like a 1099. You don't really have to report, but you have to be accountable and you have to be um, responsible. So one of the things that for me having a baby, it taught me responsibility. It taught me to really um, dive down and to live for someone other than myself. It wasn't about me anymore. It was about survival. It was about giving that other mouth that I had to feed a, um, giving her an opportunity to exist in, a, in the norm or a setting that I felt that was the best setting for her. So I wanted her to grow in an environment where, you know, she can flourish, that she can thrive um, and be the best person that she could possibly be. And that's what I did. I was, I was just diligent in my day. I was diligent in my work. And all these things could not have been possible without Almighty God. I want to give honor and thanks to him because, you know, every wilderness that you're going through, there is a light at the end of the tunnel with his light shining brighter than ever. And so once you have that instilled in you, then you can like be anything and triumph, triumph over anything or anyone. And so that has been my foundation. And that is why I continue to have the heartbeat of like success, period. And I will continue to have that. And so now that same beat and that fire that I have, I wanna instill it in other women. I think it's so important. Because like I say all the time, women are the backbone of building everything. We plant the seeds to cultivate in the ground, to grow strong children, strong minds, strong men to go out to provide for our families. We are the backbone of building everything. That is my model. That's what I stand by. But aside from all that, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like I said, I wanted more. So while modeling and while working at a, a restaurant or while working at a, a clothing store, I started my own boutique on the main line um, when my daughter was going to high school called Fill a Pillow. Because I've always, like when I had my house, I started getting a lot of jobs. And then I was accessorizing my clients' homes and I was doing a little bit of tile job here. One client had me do her whole kitchen floor. I laid the tile. Then someone else had me build like a piece of furniture. So I was constantly doing things. And then I was like, you know what? I want to do something special. I want to just accessorize people's homes because maybe I will be, you know, more useful that way because some, you know, I wasn't that um, educated in the construction world yet, but I knew how to do certain things because I was doing it for my house, but I didn't go to school for it. I didn't really want to work in people's homes. I wasn't quite insured yet. So there was a lot of things that I was like, you know, hesitant about doing. However, I said, if I open this boutique, I can help accessorize their homes and that way I won't be liable, but I can give them the ideas, you know? So I opened up a store called Fill a Pillow, which was a pillow boutique where women or children 
can come in, pick out fabric, trim, and insert and get a custom pillow made the same day. Not only that, they, all, they were also able to have custom pillow parties. And then we started to do extra things. We started doing outdoor cushions and window treatment and bedding. So it became a full service boutique to accessorize their homes. And the women were standing out the door. They were coming in. They would need like an amazing like pillow or something for their home for the holidays. And we would get it for them in an hour or two, as long as we had the custom fabric there or if they bought their own fabric. So I became like this whole big name on the main line. and It was awesome. But guess what? I was a one-man show. And guess what happens when you're a one-man show? You can't do it all by yourself. Collaboration is king. What? Collaboration is king. It is so key. Not only that, in everything that you do, in every success story, they have a team. It's not a one-man show. And so I had to learn that the hard way because I was doing so much and I couldn't even see ahead of myself to gather a team or to put a team together. I mean, I had my seamstress and I had people that work for me, but I needed someone to really run the business side of it. And that was not my forte. I was the design side, side of it. I was the creative, the visionary. I was that part. But you needed, so I needed someone that could run the business. So when someone came to me and said, I want to franchise this. I was like, duh, because I didn't know really how this could grow. Like I just was not um, knowledgeable um, to really take the business to a different level. And I really wish I was because it was a great business. It truly was. And so, so let me ask you a question. What happened to the business? And the reason why I'm asking you this is because how we learn is from our experience. And I always tell people, um, if you are afraid to fail, that's like dying before you live. And oh, how, yeah. you know, I'll send you that quote. That's one of Kevin's quotes. But <laughs> I always tell people the reason why we, we, we fail is because we create experience and we learn not to do that again. So someone has to be there or surround yourself with someone that's going to places that you need to go. So um, your, your business with the, the, um, the pillow fill business, Fill a pillow. Uh, it, fill a pillow. It turned for the worse. All right. Wasn't that it turned for the worse. I just decided I needed to close it because I wasn't profiting anymore. Because again, like I was spread too thin. I was working at QVC. I had just had my son and I had to go on bed rest. And it was just a snowball effect. Like I just could not come up from like behind. And every month there was that huge chunk a bill that came through every 30 days that I had to make sure I took care of. So for me, I was like, you know, the best solution is for me to close. What I should have done was get a partner. Um, again, I was, I would say I was a little naive because I just didn't want to uh, fail, but still I just couldn't get it together where I was able to really find the resources to make it, you know, work. You ever think about going back to that business and giving it, um, resuscitating it and start it over and do it right? Listen, I would love that business. That business was great for me. I thought it was awesome. It was really creative. Um, and so many people enjoyed it, especially like the children. They loved it. But I don't think so. I think I'm past that. 
Um, if someone would say, listen, I'm interested, like, let's try to do it again. I don't know. Maybe I might think about it, but it was a fun business, you know? Um, but, you know, we've uh, moved on. Um, I'm in a total different uh, frame of mind. Um, but the one good thing is I did meet my mentor for my business. And when I met him, he basically took me to a different level in the construction business. And then I was able to follow him, learn from him, and see how a real house is built from the ground up. And so that was... Um, Wait a minute, but before we go, before we go on, because I want to talk about Girl Build, but, you know, everyone is sitting there and saying, you know, Monica is an amazing person. Your maiden name was Baker. Am I right? Walker. Walker. Okay. Almost got it right. I'm not looking at my notes. Believe it or not, everything I had in my notes, you've already talked, you've already talked about in my, in my notes. So I'm, I'm a little <laughs> lost right now. So I, I from um, Baker to Walker, maiden name was Walker when, when I met you. Um, People are going to want to know how to get in touch with you because you're going to give them a lot more information, especially when we start to talk about Girl Build. Um, I, I'm also, because Mother's Day is coming up, I want you to give some love to your mother at the end of the show by her full name so everyone knows which which lady you're talking about and they can give her love. It's like, I saw your daughter's interview. She's so fantastic and all this <laughs> other stuff. But also with the person that mentored you, because we're, we're all looking. I've got a couple of people that I mentor, including yourself. I, we talk now. Um, and sharing information. And we have a very small circle of friends that we share this information and help each other without any sending any bills or whatever. That's just because that's what we do when we, when we say we love family and business. This is our extended family. Um, how do people get in touch with you? So people can get in touch with me through girlbuild.com, um, Monica at girlbuild. Um, or they can go through um, at GirlBuild on Instagram or at StyleWMonica on Instagram. All right. We're, we're going to segue and we're going to fast forward directly into, we're going to explain what GirlBuild is. We're going to talk about your mentor, how that came um, together. Um, I, I like to wrap, wrap up with talking about how you've got some amazing sponsors because everyone including in, in my space, we're all looking to say, well, how do we pick up sponsorships and, and so forth? How do we get paid ads or whatever? You seem to have those things just open up your door and they just fall in your lap and said, I got you, whatever. You've been on commercials and everything else. Again, you've been around the world. You know, our guest is um, Monica. She is a CEO. She is an entrepreneur, super entrepreneur, mother of two, devoted uh, wife, a good friend of your, yours, truly a superstar uh, model at QVC, um, and just an amazing, good human being. So um, let's talk about your mentor, and let's slowly bring, bring it into how Girl Bill came, came about and why, and talk about your mission and your purpose of Girl Bill. Sure. So again, I would say I met my mentor at Filipillo, my business, um, the boutique that I started. And he came in and he was looking for cushions for an apartment building that he had just built. And he walked in and he goes, I came, someone referred me. And he looked around, he goes, hey kid, you know what? You have great aesthetics. And he goes, I heard you're closing. Do you want to come work for me? And I was like, work for you? What exactly would I do? So he explained that, you know, I can come in and help 
I can follow after him and basically pick out the finishes for his properties and help him because he was a little overwhelmed and he was overextended with several different properties that he had going on. And I was like, sure. But, you know, in my mind, I had never done that to that capacity. And I wasn't going to tell him that, but I was like, okay. I'm like, I can do this. I mean, I'm sure I can do it. I'll fake it till I make it. That's exactly what I did. I followed him. And the first job he had me do was an apartment building in Philadelphia on 12th and I believe um, between Christian and Catherine, it was called the Hawthorne building. And basically I went in there and I decorated his lobby for him. And, um, you know, did I pulled together the entire lobby and then I had to go and stage a couple of the, um, the apartments for him to sell them. And then he brought me to a couple of other properties that he had. And he goes, um, do you want to help me pick out tile and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sure. So it started there. I started picking out tile. Then he would call me up and say, hey, I need you to come over. I need you to pick out colors for the house. Then it would start it off. Hey, come here. I want you to help me try to like map this place out. Hey, can you go and figure out how, what would be really cool in this? I'm thinking about doing this. And then I started like literally working hand in hand with him, picking out all the finishes, coming up with really cool ideas. He was very, very cool. Like he would take and um, take the, um, the river rock in your in the basements and take it down and strip it down to the core and that's something i took when i started with my husband in our business we started doing that in our properties but that was something that he used to do and i just thought he was just so amazing as far as like you know bringing me on board and just teaching me the ropes and really sparking my interest in the whole industry. Like I totally was like into it. And I was like really excited to be a part of something that I love because it's just, it was already built in me. Like I love the aesthetics. I love to do all those things. So I just followed him and I learned. I was very quiet. I humbled myself. I listened and I just continued to work alongside with him and his crew. And, you know, at first the crew, they didn't really accept me because they were just like, what's going on here? You're bringing this girl in really, really, you're like probably trying to hook up, but it wasn't even that kind of a thing. And he literally, really, really helped me get to the next level. And then I started doing other little jobs with other developers. And then my husband was like, you know, maybe we should do something together. And I was like, okay. And so my husband bought the first property and then we did that together. And then we started doing properties and we were like literally knocking them out the park, like one after another, after another. And the neighborhoods were really like being turned over. And it just literally started like with what we were doing. We were like in the Gray Ferry area, um, South Philly, West Philly, um, East Philly, like all over Philadelphia. And it was just one after another. And then we were constantly being approached by investors. Um, people were recognizing our stuff based on our style. Um, and, you know, like my aesthetics were very like, you can like real, you can say, oh, that must be a, a Miraglio property because of just the aesthetics and like how I wanted it. I was always doing things outside the box and I like to keep the original character of the home because I just thought it was important and it was like a one of a kind piece. And that's like what I really thrive on. I love like, you know, creating spaces and like 
really taking what was old and bringing it to life. Like I wanted always to keep something, to keep that part of that house intact some kind of a way. And so from that point on, we've done probably about 75 plus homes in the Philadelphia area. And then I just was starting to work for different people. Like people were constantly calling me and asking me to help them and to do X, Y, Z. Can I do your home? Can you do my home? And um, then I was getting people inboxing. Women were inboxing me. Oh my God, I love what you're doing. I would love to follow you. Can you help me? I really want to get into the business. I want to get into the game. And so I started to think, you know, I have all these people reaching out. I have all these women reaching out. Maybe I should start a platform. Maybe I should start a platform that can help women because it's a little hard and a lot of women, they want to get into it, but they're a little afraid or they might be intimidated. And so I just wanted to start a platform. So because of the fact that I was given an opportunity by someone who really believed in me and really took me under his rope. So I felt it was necessary for me to give back and for me to help others or just inspire them. Give them the knowledge because we all know that knowledge is key. So the fact of the matter is if you can cultivate, create, or motivate someone, then they can be inspired and then they can have the confidence and independence that they need to be successful. And that was my goal. Um, I felt Girl Build was a platform that could give women the tools to build whatever they wanted, whether it was their home, their lives or their dreams. I wanted to be that person that was going to help them to get to the next level. Take out the fear, let them know that they got this. As I said before, because we are the builders of everything. We're both homes, lives, relationships. We build families. We build strong men to go out and provide for our families. So what better way than to empower each other and build each other up? And that's what I've done with Girl Build. So what I want Growbell to do is be a platform to provide resources, to cultivate relationships, to inspire women and give them knowledge in this industry. Let them know that they don't have to be afraid. Let them know that they can do it too. Let them know not to walk in as a victim but to be a victor. Because if I would have walked into the setting of all the men that I worked around with, oh, woe is me, they don't like me because I'm a woman, I would have never triumphed or got to the next level. What I did was I got right next side, beside them and I started working with them. I was like, oh, can you show me how to do that? And then I started to do it. You know what? The respect level was here because they knew I was there to really learn and not to be a victim. And that's what I want to instill in women and let them know, do not come with that attitude because most people or most men want you to succeed. They really don't care if you're there, but they don't want to feel the start that they have to like hold your hand and you know watch over you if this is what you want to do, because it is a, a hard little job to get into. You know what I mean? It's not pretty. It's not a pretty thing. But if you want to get in there and get your hands dirty and really get into it, you can do it, you know? Um, so that was my inspiration, why I started the platform. And I have to say, I've been very blessed and a lot of things have happened organically. Yes, I have 
um, sponsors like Sharon Williams, who literally is like one of the best co companies around. Like they- well, We're going fast forward just a little, little bit, but I want, want to get into that so that way we can give them some love. But there's a lot of things, especially some women that have never been in, in this space and understanding the hurdles that you have to overcome in the process of um, hiring a contractor, hiring a the designer, having someone to, um, to manage um, the product, have someone to manage the, the finances aspect of it, finding a crew and a team that will show up when they say they show up and do the job they say they were going to do, or find a contractor that will do the job from point to finish and will not um, rob you of every cent you have or disappear with yours. And the reason why I say this is because the construction, I've been a victim of uh, a questionable contractor that came with a great uh, reputation, uh, being a male. I'm not going to mention him, mention him by name because I don't want to give him any more power than what, what he has. But being an all-female company, all right, and, uh, and knowing going in how unregulated this business is, it's a trust factor. A lot of people will tend to look at a man and say yes, and look at a woman and says, she can't carry, you know, a bunch of two by fours or hold up scaffolding or be there on her knees laying towel, whatever. They don't know the difficulty of that. And a lot of women have never been in that space, but you're training them for. Um, how do you overcome the initial um, conversation of saying, stop looking at me physically and look at what I've done? And how do you encourage women to come to this space and get rid of the um, the three inch fingernails? And I hate, I don't want anyone pissed off at me because it won't last long in the, in the construction business because you are going to get dirty, like you said. How do you overcome the, the stereotype of being a woman in this business? And how do you compete um, with the men in this business? And um, how do you get women to get involved in this business? Well, those are very good questions. So first, um, listen, there's a lot of different roles that women can play in the construction business. So for me, because there's not a lot of women in the business yet, right? Um, we run, I run a construction company or I ran one in Philadelphia where I did hire men and I was overseeing a lot of the work and I worked alongside with them because I had to show them this is the way it has to be done or I'll show them what I expected, right? So there's different roles that they can play. And for me, like I said, I worked alongside the guys. I basically oversaw everything that needed to be done um, from the end process or the beginning, like I walked through with the guys, the framers and so forth. So there's a lot of women developers that can still have the role or the look with their three inch nails and they can work from afar. Then there's women who actually are in the business that we are finding more and more, which is like so amazing and who are I totally celebrate because I think it's amazing that they are literally on forklifts, they are hammering, they're plumbers, they're electricians that are really in the business and the grind. And so these women have their own business and they're being hired. We are we are a part of or affiliated with different platforms. We're becoming we're becoming a part of a community. And so what I want to do with Girl Build also is to be that resource center where if somebody wanted to hire a woman, they can go to my platform and look up some of these women, 
so they can hire in different areas of the country or the states because Growville is national. Okay, so that's one of the things. Now, being a part of a community that is primarily men, again, my feeling is you come in with a positive attitude. A lot of times you're not going to find that men are going to go against you. You have to come in with a mindset that not to be the victim or become a victor. I, I just stress that. Like I've been in so many different situations where men don't even want to talk to me because I'm a woman. But then once I produce, then they're like, oh, oh, okay. And I show proof of what I've done. Then they're like, and it's unfortunate. That's the way it is. Okay. Um, but we don't have to, you know, you're not going to grow now unless you uh, get past that. Right. So you got to get past all of the obstacles, all the things that continue to block us. You know, listen, right now we're even having even more of a hard time being a woman, just being a woman. They're trying to cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be canceled. So what are you going to do? You're going to have a voice. How do you have a voice? You prove yourself. You show up. You get alongside and you do the job. You don't let anyone just step over you. You want to have, you want to step over them or step next to them. You want to work alongside. So, you know, there's ways that you can, you know, get around all of the negative things or the negative thoughts, connotations, or how a way that people perceive you by just being you and stepping up. And that's my advice, I would say. Um, but there are so many um, roles that we play as women in the construction business. There are CEOs that own construction companies and they oversee the entire company and they have men work in it. Or there are so many women that are architects that walk on the site that dictate and tell the men or the crew how they want their vision executed. You know, designers you have that are totally like in charge of an entire project. Um, GCs, I have a very dear friend who is a GC and she's a woman, you know? And so there's different roles that we are playing and we're getting deeper and deeper into the business. And as someone like myself, I like to be hands-on on a lot of things. I like to be on the sites. I like to make sure that my vision is like executed. And, you know, again, sometimes I like to get dirty with the guys. Sometimes I like to do certain things. Sometimes I like to build things. So I, you know, just to like keep brushed up onto some of the things that I know how to do. Um, but I, I really do believe that, you know, we just have to have a mindset and that we have to, as women really take, you know, a stand in what we believe in and not let anyone tell us what we can't do. We just have to have, you know, the, uh, the, the grit or the grind to like want, want it. And once you do, it'll happen. That's just, you know, how, what I believe. Monica, I, I so hope that someone at Script Network sees this and decides to give Girl Build their own platform on um, these building cha channels because um, I would love to see you 24-7 um, worldwide in action. 
And for those women that are looking at, at this video for the first time or the third time or the fifth time or whatever, and you're looking at uh, Monica, as much as you see the, the, the almost finished product um, in, in design, it has, all, it has not always been easy, okay? But she was consistent in where she has been, and she's been kind to everyone, including yours truly along the way. I am so, so proud of you. And you. I can understand why uh, TD Bank, Sherwood Williams, um, have hitched their wagon to you. Tag Lumber, local here in um, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, has hooked their wagon to you. They are the supplier of many building supplies to homes in, in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm also, um, you know, not surprised that you have been featured in uh, commercials. You have um, been on public speaking platforms. You took over my show today. And <laughs> um, tell me, uh, TD Bank, Sherwood Williams, how, how did that land on your lap? Like I said, um, you know, first of all, it was organic. I was quite thrown off. I, I mean, I, I believe that, you know, I try to exude really positive energy and I'm constantly, the, the key in success is to be humble and to always be nice to people. Like you never know who you are talking to, wherever you are. So, you know, I had my card, I was talking to someone and they actually came to my project. Someone, one of the people from Cheryl Williams and they saw what I was doing and it was a rep and I, I gave them my card. They're like, oh, Girl Build, what's Girl Build? And I explained it to them and they were like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then like a couple of days later, I got like a call from someone from Cheryl Williams and they're like, we love your platform. We'd love to hear more. How can we be supportive? X, Y, Z. And the rest of his history. And I was just like, what just happened? I couldn't believe it. And like, you know, they have been amazing. Like they, I have a fan deck through them. They've done so many write-ups on me nationally, locally. I mean, they just have been such a great support system to Girl Build. I will never forget it ever. And they, um, because of them, and they're like a major um, company, then um, TD Bank, I guess, must have saw something. Someone reached out to me and they're like, hey, you know, we love your platform. We really would love to, you know, feature you uh, and have a like interview with you. And so we, we would love to support Girl Build. And so I was like, this is TD Bank. Like, what just happened again? Like, and so um, they did this commercial. And, and at the end of the commercial, it goes, TD Bank supports businesses like Girl Build. And I was just like, this is happening. This is great. And it, again, organically. And then Take Lumber, they reached out. They were like, hey, we saw you. We, we heard about you. You know, and then I've been getting, like, great press through, you know, local um, newspapers, um, KYW had a six ABC segment, a couple of other you know other places, and then um, Tate Lumber reached out and Anderson Windows, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to support you and bring you on board." And 
you know, I had to go and do this platform last month, I'm in March, excuse me, and um, I actually had to do a demonstration. It was all women. It was an amazing event at the Tig Lumber um, showroom in uh, Malvern. And I did a demonstration installing an Anderson window. And it was just like, you know what, this is cool. Like, the, everyone was super inspired. Everyone was so cool. And they just wanted to learn. We, you know, we just want to be independent and just know that we could conquer like this too, you know. And um, I've been very blessed, I would say, you know, I feel like, you know, like I said, God first, family, friends, I have values and morals that I just want to, um, you know, show others that they can have the same, you know, the same energy or the same things happen, positive energy happen in their lives, um, if they're positive, if that's what their true uh, mission is to be productive and creative and inspiring and motivated and just all the above things. But, you know, you just have to be positive, be humble, um, you know, keep God in your life and be, you know, faithful to, you know, the things that are important in life, you know. Um, someone said to me the other day, which was interesting, he goes, I'm going to be dead a lot longer than I'll be alive. That stuck with me. And it's so true. Yeah. So how do you make a difference? Right. What do you do in life? What can you say that you did that will um, that someone can say, boy, she made a difference. How can you do that? You're not going to make a difference by, you know, saying, oh, look at me, look what I have. But you'll make a difference if you shape someone else's life or if you're able to help someone and be a part of like, you know, a journey that can flourish into something bigger and greater than you, even yourself. So um, keep that in mind. And it's always great to get back. So I want to get back. And that's how I think Girlbuilt will uh, be able to. Um, and so I have Girlbuilt. We also have uh, workshops on our website where we sell them for $147. Um, with that, they get you know, just an overview of how they can get into the game, just an overview. And then we also offer a consultation one-on-one -on -one with myself, or we, we're going to do a, a Zoom. But there's a lot of information that they could get if they want to get into it. We also have like a clothing line, like a girl for a cap. Or I, I was going to ask you about that next. So let's do this. And, I, and I'm going to get a cap and wear it. I would, Open a word. How do people get in touch with you? How do they get swag? How do they register for uh, one of your workshops? If you're available to be hired on a one-to-one -one basis, consultant, you don't have to get the fees out and whatever, but how do they get in touch with you so we can wrap up? Yeah. So again, you can go to my website, girlbuild.com to reach out to me, or you can go to Monica at girlbuild. Um, and then you can basically find out about the workshops you can find out about doing a one-on-one -on -one consultation. We also, I'm starting to do more platforms where I'm going to do motivational speaking for people. So I'm going to start updating on my website, different areas where I will be. Um, so yeah, you can get in touch with me through the website and through Monica at GrowBuild. Now there's normally, there's normally one question I always ask at the end of the show, but Mother's Day is coming up, okay? One, whoever your mentor was, we don't know his name or whatever the case may be. I want to personally give you your roses now. Thank you for being such an intricate part 
of Monica's life. You know, I'll find out later on who you are. She doesn't want to say your name. <laughs> so your, your mother, thank you for giving us this gift and bringing her in the, in the world. To your son and your, your daughter, or your daughter and your son, use your mom as an example for going, over, going out and uh, taking over this world because the world's not ready for you yet. Your mom's getting it ready for you. She's got greatness within her. Take and hook your wagon to her dream and then go ahead and design your own space. All right. So the question I want to ask you right now, and since you have kids, if you were to put a message in a bottle and 20 years after you are no longer here and your kids discover that message, what would your message to both your daughter and your son be? Nothing beats a failure but a try. All right. That's it. I tell them all the time. Nothing beats a failure but a try. So the next question that I'm going to ask, I normally ask this from 99.98% of the people that's on this show. We are probably the only podcast that has ever had our listeners. And I always say, I'm not looking for uh, a million people to follow me, to like or subscribe, whatever. I only want people to get involved, to have a higher call to action, that get shit done. I'll say it just like that. Um, we're probably the only podcast that when I've asked this question, I've had four people to date. I will be doing this podcast August 4th for two years that have stepped up the plate and granted someone their ask, A-S-K. So if I were to ask you, if you had one wish, or one thing to put out into the world, I don't care if it's for you or somebody else, and someone that's listening to this show can grant you that ask, what would your one ask, ASK, be? Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, okay? This is the reason why I have Monica on this show, because she is not a selfish person. She is selfless. When she takes her ask and says, look, not about me, but I want to bring the world and people together, Look in your heart and change the view uh, of how you see people and how you react to people and how you react to yourself. Um, Monica, you want to say anything, one takeaway that you want to get, leave our listeners to before we I wrap? Just, you know, what I would like to say is that, you know, we all in a really special time of our lives. I think a lot of people have anxiety. I think a lot of people feel as though we're living in a twilight zone right now. But what I want to say is, the one thing that has shaped my life is faith, family, and the people that are, I surround myself with, my friends. So I would just say that, you know, if you put yourselves in a very, um, if you put yourself in a situation where you are constantly uniting and bringing people together, and you have that security and that comfort, then you as a person should be able to take on the world. <clears throat> it all starts with God first. And I mean, even if you don't believe, you might believe in a higher energy. Faith is just very important. Just have that foundation to start your life. And then you can go from your family and then whatever else out there exists will come to you naturally. But be humble, be gracious, okay? Have gratitude. And just like, you know, love, love everyone, not put yourself in a box. Don't think that everyone's against you because no one cares. Just believe in yourself. Just put your best foot out there 
and nothing beats a failure but a try. And I will say thank you, Kevin, for the opportunity. You're great. I even just love your poise, your presentation. You, you're a light for others. And I appreciate this opportunity. So I wish you nothing but success. Thank you very much for having me. And you have a wonderful, wonderful year. And Monica, thank you. You're trying to do an Oprah thing on me, get me to cry. <laughs> my my eyes may sweat. But um, I all I can say was say, say thank you. I mean, I, I can sit here and praise you all day long because you are the real deal. You are genuine. And for, for anyone listening, um, give peace a chance for anyone that has been inspired. Don't let this interview just come and go. Life does reward action. Pick up the phone, reach out um, to Monica. I will tell you the first person that needs to invest in you, it's you. Don't look out, you know, um, don't ask for someone for a hand and then expect them to haul you around for the rest of your life. It's not happening. She's not this type of person. So to my listeners, to our listeners, Monica, this show was yours. I ran a little longer than, than normally, but you had a lot of great information. Thank you for, you know, all my notes. You going ahead and reading right off my notes and, and <laughs> whatever. We've covered so much information in this. And I hope you as a listener at some point in this episode uh, have been enlightened. I hope that Monica has shared her gift and you will share this episode with your circle of friends, or your circle of positive friends. And if something she has said that has touched you in a way that gets you to move from the position that you're in, the reason why God gave you a right foot and left foot is for you to put one in front of the other and it's directing you towards your goals. Do not walk in circles when you expect big things in life. All right? So if you like what you've heard on this podcast or any other episode of Talking Wit, W-I-T, Kevin and Son, I ask you to go to our um, YouTube page at RMK Productions and Network. Subscribe and follow. Remember this. If you don't have a higher call to action, I, I hope you enjoy the show. But don't subscribe and follow unless you want to get involved, because that's what we do. If you want to be car part of Girl Build, go out and buy some swag and promote her. Wear that hat and be proud. Because, because somewhere down the line, not only is she building dreams, she, she is building hope, helping other people every single day. And if you're a female, no matter what your color of your skin or where you came from or what you have and what you don't have, a girl can build something. This world was founded from a woman. Okay? Every single thing that we have in this world, even a man being a melanated skin color, my freedom was trailed behind a woman. All right. Without a woman, none of us would exist. So mad respect to every single woman. Happy Mother's Day to every single mother that's coming out. And every day should be Mother's Day. So I appreciate everything you have. And adopt this hashtag, and this is mine. Find 1,000 reasons to be kind to someone. And uh, my grandfather always said, when you get to a point in life that you can help someone else out, follow Monica's lead because it's your duty to reach one, teach one. And I'm going to add this on, put God first. All right? And we'll fade to black. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Talking With Kevin and Son. And we're out. Thanks.